PWP Nation, where wrestling discussion lives. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC Pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia wants you to believe in real. real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. Welcome to Hockey Talks by Offended, presented by PWP Nation. It's your boys, Tricky and Stoutsy. The Blues are going to the Western Conference Finals. Let's go. Boom. I, like, wasn't pumped up to do this podcast at all. I'm kind of tired. And then Gloria started playing. Gotta be honest, pumped me up a little bit again. Yeah, Gloria will do that to you. Even when it plays for 24 hours on a 98.1 here in St. Louis. Pretty awesome. Gloria! Not only was it on the radio the whole time, it was on Snapchat the whole time because everybody was just like, hey, I'm going to record that it's on the radio. It's like, we all know it's on the fucking radio. I know. Nicolette was like, I can't believe a radio station would do this for 24 hours. I'm like, really? Like I don't, I'm not that surprised. To be Dude, honest. I think it's kind of awesome. Like, do you do you remember when one when the new 104.9 was coming in and it was like the that Woody guy was coming back and 104.9 for 24 no fuck it might have been a bit longer it might have been like two days straight two days straight street they pu- they played uh they played uh, Rick Roll. <laughs> That's all they played for like two days straight. It was hilarious. I was like, this is incredible. This is in your head. Calling Gloria. Uh, Gloria. And, and we will begin into that. First, we got to go through all the other stupid marks that are in these playoffs. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Got a couple series. <laughs> that was to, a perfect. Uh, right when you said that, I just turned down like the song like all the way. <laughs> <laughs> got a couple other series to go over. Another uh, crazy round of hockey. Yep. Well, in that case, if we're going to talk, yeah, since we're going to talk about the other teams too, I guess we got here. Um, since you can't hear Jim playing the uh, ESPN, our normal theme song now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, NHL second round playoffs finish finito. <laughs> It's a crazy second round again. This is a wild yep. playoffs, man. Oh, yeah. I love it. Called it. Called it before it started. So this is going to be one of the craziest playoffs we've ever seen. Um, sure enough, it has been. I mean, just unbelievable playoffs. It's been so much fun to watch. Like, 
normally like during the playoffs, especially if the Blues are on, like it fucking wears me out just because your stress levels are so fucking high. Right. But this year, I'm like, I cannot fucking wait to watch the next game. Like every game has been so much fun to watch. Oh, I know. I was just like, fuck, is there a game tonight? I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, there is game one uh, the, the the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm like, fuck, yes. I just yeah. need hockey every night. Yeah, Friday's going to suck. I know. It's all right. A little, little day to relax. Actually, uh, yeah, a little day to relax. I woke up from a text message this morning from my buddy Mookie, and he's like, hey, what are you doing Friday night? I'm like, I don't think I have any plans. He goes, cool. You know how I like drive a beer cycle around Soulard? I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right, put on a Blues jersey. We need you. We're going to do, like, a photo shoot, like, a video shoot. We're going to drive downtown, like, with the beer cycle, just partying, basically. I'm like, all right, I guess there it is. There's my uh, fix for <laughs> Friday night now. Well, I guess I got something to do then. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, you all right NXT over there? Stop. Yeah, my NXT just keeps stopping, man. I like to watch wrestling when I do a podcast, and it just keeps fucking up. Sounds like a personal problem. It is. It is. Anyway, um, let's start with the Islanders and Hurricanes series. Um, it's the first series to end. A clean sweep. sweep. Fuck you, Frankie Borelli. Sweep. Wow. Didn't see that coming. No, not at all. And these games I... were not very close either. No, I said, I was like, I got ballsy when we did predictions. So I was like, Carolina in five. Carolina in five. I was like, Islanders will get one. I, said, I, almost, I almost wanted the Islanders to win game four, so I could be right. I said uh, Carolina in seven. Way off. Well, I got the team right. Way off. Compared the to the storm. first round of teams that I picked correct, my second round did fucking great. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember most of my picks, but I know I remember this one. Oh, do you want me? Do you want me to tell you your picks from the first round? You want me to go through those again? We both sucked in the first round. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Do you want to go over our picks from the season? <laughs> our playoff predictions? Where's the Devils? Where's the Hawks? Where's Buffalo? <laughs> I, I said the Hawks weren't going to make it, asshole. Uh, at this point, I like all the ones that we all kind of said. <laughs> yeah, bad. First round was first. First round was bad, but in like the best way ever. Like I'd never been happier to be wrong in a playoff. Actually, uh, I think my Eastern Conference was all correct, but one I thought. I thought I had Philly. And I think my West was like, ooh. Or maybe it's the, uh, the other way around, actually. No. Uh, yeah, no, it's the other way around. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I had, yeah, there was three teams I had in the East that I was like, ooh. And the West was, I was off by one. Yeah. But, you know, that happens. Yeah, whatever. But uh, Carolina Hurricanes, New York Islanders, I think game one was really, it, game two, I guess, was close as well, but. Other than that, Carolina just pulled away in games three and four. I mean, fucking blew them out of the fucking water, blew them away. Like, Yeah, I mean, they just, <laughs> they just, uh, the Islanders just didn't have anything. No, they didn't have shit. And, <laughs> like, I just, I don't even know, I don't even know how to say it, but I mean, just going back to game one, I was like, man, this is going to be a fucking good series. Like, it's going to be close. It was a one nothing overtime game. Um, the game two happened, and I was like, it's pretty close again. It was a 2-1 game, and then three in, games three and four, 5-2, five, 5-2, two, five, two, both both uh, Carolina. Like, Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Justin Williams from Carolina. has a fucking just, stud. 
he's a playoff machine. The guy, thirty, like, he's like 35, 36 years old, just putting the team on his back. Not saying he's putting up all the points or anything like that, but the way he just plays, I mean, the, the boys a, just follow him. He's a playoff guy. Yeah. He's with, I mean, he's, that's all, that's like what Justin Williams is. He's like, he's a great leader, captain, uh, point wise. He like, he's decent during the regular season, but in the playoffs, he just turns it to another level. Yeah, exactly. I mean, then they got, you know, Rob Brindamore behind the bench, just, you know, that guy's a fucking competitor and mm-hmm. that the team, I mean, I, I, I will, uh, admit how wrong I was when they were playing, uh, the first round, I said, I think, you know, the power surge comes off. I think the power gets shut off. And uh, the Islanders said, fuck you, Jim. We're kicking on the generator. Well, and uh, powered it up. What's kind of cool is that they posted a picture that said storm or like hurricane warning or whatever, like tracking the hurricane. And it's actually the teams that they've been playing are actually going in order of like by like their location, like the city. It's actually going up like perfectly like a hurricane. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like it's that's pretty nuts. awesome. Like it's actually like on like the perfect like spots of like where a hurricane could potentially hit. Like it's pretty awesome. Like <laughs> yeah, damn, that's that's crazy. But yeah, this uh, I'm so happy the Islanders got swept. I fucking hate that fan base so much. Yeah. Oh, if we were pl- if we were playing in the fucking Collie, it'd be a different series. Shut the fuck up. Who's better, uh, Nashville or? Uh... Carolina fan base. Oh God, I'll take Nashville because they just don't know any better. Yeehaw! We like uh, I'll take now. Nashville doesn't know any better. The Islanders have been around for fucking ever, and they act like a bunch of babies. Babe, babe, God. babe, babe. Ooh, fucking! I hate that fan base so much. I didn't think I could. I didn't know. I didn't think I ever had a reason to until this playoffs. I think it has a lot to do with that fucking Borelli from Barstool. Like, I think it totally a, does. Kid's such a fucking baby. Yeah, well, such a baby. But yeah, back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nobody stepped up for the Islanders. I mean, they just didn't have it. I feel bad for uh, for Robin. Uh, you know, Lene, their goalie. I mean, that guy's fucking done incredible all year. I mean, and then they just fucking that team just let him down. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, they uh they just stopped playing. They didn't look like the Islanders of the first round that fucking swept Pittsburgh. I mean, they become what the third or fourth team in NHL history to sweep the first round and then to get swept in the second round. I think it's what it was. Yeah, or sweep a series and they get swept the next series. Yep, it's exactly what it was, and it was hilarious. I'm glad it happened. I just can't like Carolina, man. They're looking good. They're looking real good, but. I have to ask the same question I asked in the first round. Will this long layoff hurt them going into this the what uh, excuse me, Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, yes, no, maybe. I, uh, I don't know, it's hard to say cuz I mean they went from a seven game series into a four game one, so you almost could say like, yeah, is it kind of balanced out a bit? Did they lose momentum?" I uh, I don't know. I mean, like when we get into the next series, which I assume will be Boston and uh, Columbus, like Columbus swept, had a long layoff, and ended up losing the series to Boston, who went seven in there. So, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard to say, man. Especially now in the playoffs, it's mm-hmm. just it's crazy, dude. It just comes down to fucking one, and I think they're just. 
I think they're just feeling it, man. I mean, they they beat the Capitals and they come in, they fucking sweep the Islanders. I think they're just I think they're just riding too high right now. I think the break's good for them. I don't know, man. I think this break might actually hurt them. And no, you playing... know, no, you know who it's good for is Peter Morazic. That's that's actually very true. Yeah, good point. Because I was with him. I'll say this about the whole playoffs. I think, especially the second round, I think goaltending's been very, very good all around. Like obviously in this series, you know, there's a couple five, you know, five two games, whatever. Like some some goals scored against, but I think the goalies and all have like when their teams won, their goalies have been a huge reason. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think goaltending's been fucking huge this whole second round. And when Morazic went down after game two, or was it was it game two or game three? I think it was game three. Yeah, I think you're right. It was game three because in that Curtis McKellany, looking at his name, Curtis McKellany. Yeah, they were like at 35 home when he got old. hurt, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, then it was game three then. Yeah, so uh, I was like, man, I don't I don't know much about this McKellany guy. Morassic's been on fucking fire. Is goaltending going to be an issue? But well, this look- guy stepped in and he's – he did well, but I think if Morazic is healthy, you're going to go with Morazic. Yeah. Well, I think what's funny is like people are like, "Oh, they're fucked without Morazic," but at the same time, they uh, those two goalies split uh, starting goaltending duties the entire season. Like, yeah, very true. They were never riding just one goalie. Like they were doing pretty well with both goalies. So I mean, yeah, I don't think it was until like the last stretch where like Morazic was like hot, and they were like, "All right, we're going to ride." Yeah. You know, they were ride ride the hot goalie into the playoffs, obviously. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only probably good thing about the layoff is maybe get him rested and get him back because I, you're going to go with him as your starter. Definitely. I, I, I would assume. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Um, with that said, let's go to the next round. Let's go to the next series. Uh, let's go to Boston, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, you were correct. You said Boston and six. I said Boston and seven. Um, Idiot. Fuck you. <laughs> um, pretty much plain simple to me. Columbus just ran out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, series started off, you know, a pretty damn even. I mean, yeah. Game game one, three two overtime. Uh, went to Boston. Game two, three two. Columbus double overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, fuck! You're coming off a well. They came off a sweep. That's right. That, I was about to, I was about to say I thought Columbus went seven, but Boston went seven. And like you just said, Columbus. It looked like they did. They just ran out of gas. And it's like I would assume Boston did after playing a seven game series against Toronto. The first game of the next series is an overtime. The next game's a double overtime. Like, where the fuck do you find the legs for that? Sometimes, man, when you just keep playing, I think you just keep your legs. You know, I yeah, think it's like and like yeah. ex- at least from my own experience, like. When we had a longer layoff in between games, say hockey or soccer, like I thought we played worse. And then when we played a shitload of games, like in a row or back to back games, I thought we actually played better. Yeah, it's like you're almost run on auto- autopilot a bit. Mm-hmm. Your body doesn't have time to be tired. Right, especially those fucking high school tournaments where we were playing like back to back games. Like yeah. those, I thought like we would win those games. And then when we had a break in between games. Uh, I think you kind of take your mind off the game a little bit, and you kind of start thinking about other shit, and you're you're not a hundred percent there by yeah. the time the next game starts because you just had this long break, and you're like, "Damn, I kind of wish like we were done." Because like you take your you take your body and your mind out of it, you know. While right. when you have you play directly back to back, you don't take your body and mind out of it. You're still in that you're in that zone still. 
Exactly. And I, don't yeah. how, and I don't know how you are. Like in the, th- I feel like I play better in hockey in like the third period, just because I feel like I find my legs and I feel like I'm like you know going at my own pace now too. Yeah, I just play good all three periods. Oh, that's cool. I'm humble take at least a, about it. That's fine. Uh, Piece of I shit. don't take a, I don't take a shit off. Well, you you can play good when you don't play that much. That's why I got the captain. I'd but say whatever. I'd I'd say hey, uh, let me take a couple shifts off, coach. That's that's I'm why. Tired. I get- that's why that's why you're the A. That's why I'm the C. It's fine. Uh, no big I'm deal. Um, <laughs> I'm winded. Uh, but yeah, but then game three, two one, another close game, and then it. Uh, what was game four? Game four, uh, game four, five, and six were all Boston. Uh, Boston won yeah. the series with those next three games. Uh, game four, Boston won four to one. Game five, Boston won four to three, and then. Fucking Tortorella jinxing his team. Yeah. Jinxing his team. We will win game six. The last time he said that in the playoffs, they lost game six. And guess what? They lost game six again, three to nothing. Yeah. I mean, dude, look at, so if you look at that game five, where it was four to three, mm-hmm. it was one nothing Boston after the first, after, no, after the second. There was no goals in the first, one goal in the second. The third period. There's one, two, three, four, five, six goals scored That's in the nuts. third period. And I, I thought, I think, let's see here. Yeah, Boston was down 2-0, uh, made it 2-1. Then it was 3-1, made it 3-2, tied it up 3-3 with about seven minutes left. And then with like two and a half minutes left, fucking Pasternak scores for Boston to fucking give them the 4-3 win. So... If Columbus would have been able to pull that game out, might be looking at a different series. But yeah, like you said, they they ran out of gas, and that was you could see that in Game Six. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean when David Backus is uh, putting in tap in goals, beating your defenders wide in a Game Six. Yeah, you must be you must be pretty tired. No yeah. offense to David Backus, I love love the guy. I'm happy for him right now, but uh, he doesn't have the same. I don't think he has the same. Uh, not that he ever had the Jets, but. Uh, he's actually been. A f- I think he's a big piece to them winning the series. I'm not even being biased. I think like, he is too. I mean, fucking um, um, they lost the. I think the two games that they lost, he wasn't in the lineup, right? No, I don't think he was. Yeah, no, he wasn't. I don't think he even saw the ice in the first round. Maybe a game. Yeah, if that, and then they put him in. Hey, ever since they put Backus back in the lineup, they've won all three of those games. So. Yeah, and I know he was uh, he was effective in that. He did, he played his David back as hockey. I mean, mm-hmm. he just he went out there and he, you know, he, he just gets in the way of people and uh, makes it difficult to score against. And yeah, I'm happy for that guy. Me too. Good for DB. But fuck Boston. Can you imagine a Columbus versus uh, Carolina conference finals right now? Oh, it'd have been awesome. Oh my God, the. The NBC analysts who love the big name, big market teams would be losing their mind. What do we talk about? I don't, I don't know what we talk about. What's uh, the big deal with these Boston, guys? Boston, last round, even though they're out, uh, they still looks good. Um, we'll see what they do next season. What's yeah. LeBron James doing? What's the, yeah, let's talk basketball because we don't know what else to do. Yeah, I don't know. That. I mean, but Boston's, uh, they're looking good right now. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I said it. I said it before the playoffs started. I think Boston's going to be that team that's going to be that really tough team to beat on the Eastern Conference side of things. And yeah, they're looking I mean, like they're looking like Boston. They're looking like the Boston hockey team that we're used to seeing. Yeah, 
it's whatever whenever they're doing good in the playoffs it's like no matter who they have on their team it's the same like style it's just like a big quick we're all over you fucking team and then they i mean you I also think... got to shout out tuka rask yeah. Playing off his playing out of his fucking mind I, for him. I can't believe people in Boston like rag on Tuka Rask. Like that blows my mind. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because he has too many double letters in his first name. I don't know. Like, <laughs> hey Tuka, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? All right, like just yeah. stay in the fucking net. All right, the wicked pisser. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> I don't understand why they don't like him either, but. It blows my mind. Like he's never, he's never had like a season where he's like been like that bad. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, he's fuck, been he like has two Stanley Cups with, or he has one Stanley Cup, right? Uh, he was, I, was he backing up uh, Thomas? Now that I'm thinking about it, probably. Yeah, he was backing him up. Oh fuck! Yeah, he, he doesn't a, have a Stanley Cup with them, then does he? He was a backup. Like, well, starting. I mean, if he's oh starting, no. Why did I think he had like two? No, he's just got the one from 2011. Gotcha. Oh, whatever. But yeah, like he's still a good fucking goaltender. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know why people are all uh, <laughs> up his ass so much. Like, I don't I get don't it either. That's I mean, fucking, it's Boston. We've heard even AR even talk about it. it's like Tuca is a great goaltender. I don't like. He's even like, why do we rag on him? Like, yeah. I don't know. Makes no sense, but I, uh, I I don't know if Columbus can make another run next year. See all like the fucking free agent problems they're gonna have. Oh my god, dude! Them and uh, it was them. What other team that uh that just got eliminated? Like they have a shitload of free agents like coming up too. There was it was Columbus, and I thought there was another team that I think it was the Islanders. Actually, yeah. Islanders are gonna be a completely different team next year. Yeah, I mean, look at this. UFAs for, for fucking Columbus. Sergei Bobrovsky, which I think, if they're smart, they keep they go after him. Panarin. They keep him. Keith Kincaid, Adam McQuaid, Ryan Zingle, Matt Duchesne, Artemi Panarin. I, I don't think they're able to keep Panarin unless they promise they can keep one of those other big forwards. Right. Um, I mean, Panarin has no reason to want to... He's not going to want to be the guy like they, if they only get Panarin like if they're like we can only get you he's gonna be like no deal because he doesn't want to be the guy who has to sit around for four more or five more years and watch him try to rebuild around him right he's like um, no I'm, I want to go somewhere let's see here uh all right here I'm gonna read off the uh New York Islanders free agents real quick Jordan Aberly, Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, uh Philpula, Seidenberg, Robert Lanner, uh Sabissa, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Spice, Spice, yeah, something like that. Uh, Hosang, John Stevens, Stephen Gianta. Uh, I mean, uh, Michael Del Colley. Is that? I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, yes. I mean, and uh, Anthony uh, Bever, Bever, I don't fucking know. Fuck these names. So I'm not a teacher. <laughs> um, that's your whole like fucking reason why the Islanders were so good this year. All those yeah. players, even their goaltending to the defense to the wingers. I mean, you're losing your playoff team. Like, next year, the Islanders are going to be back at the bottom of the NHL. Like, if they don't – like, they're not going to be able to sign all these players. I mean, Jordan Eberle's a $6 million cap hit this year. Brock Nelson's a four four 4.2 this year. Anders Lee was 3.7. Phil Pula, 2.7. 
Seidenberg, uh, 1.1. That's not bad for Seidenberg, honestly. Uh, Robin Leonard, uh, he has a $1.5 million cap hit. That's going to fucking go up next year. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's not looking good for those two teams. No, not at all. Like, I, I think it might be better for Columbus. Like, I think if I think Columbus is able to probably sign Bobrovsky. Uh, probably that defenseman McQuaid and maybe like maybe one of those three forwards out of DeShane. Actually, probably either DeShane or that uh, Zingle. I think they'll be okay, but if there's no way if they can if they sign Panarin, who's going to get a ten year, uh, I mean like a ten mil a year contract, I would assume. No, no way. Like I, I bet mean, he does. Like, you think he does? I bet he does. Man. I bet he does. If fucking Jack Honestly, Eichel's sitting in Buffalo with ten mil, I, I I think he gets it. I bet he gets. I bet he gets. If he doesn't get ten mil, he gets like nine, nine and a half. Man, like if he does, like this is where like I love Vladimir Tarasenko. Vladimir Tarasenko is a ten million dollar hockey player, and he took a fucking pay cut to fucking win. Yeah. That's a fucking hockey player. That's a guy who just wants to win. And I think Panarin legit wants to win. And I that's why uh, I don't see him taking the big deal. Well, I can see him take I could see him being a player to take a pay cut. Uh, the only reason I the only reason I think the ten mil will be fair is just because of how much the cap has increased since Tarasenko's contract. That's like true. Tarasenko's that's contract is probably equivalent to like a ten mil contract, probably right now. But back then, like the cap was lower, the blues also didn't have, I guess the they really didn't have the money to probably go 10, 10 mil for him. Yeah, and I actually, I honestly don't know if Tarasenko would have got much more from another team at the time. Do you think he would now? Uh, now I. Th- that's so tough to say because people are like they look at fucking points and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, he's kind of digressed. Shut up, he hasn't. Uh, he's actually been like fucking average yeah. like i mean like yeah, not, states, i'm not saying he's, he's average i'm just saying like he's actually averaged out the same almost the same amount of points every single season like right especially yeah, in goal like i look at goals more than i do points because he's a fucking so goal scorer but the yeah. fact that he's getting more assists every year his assist numbers are actually going up which is like yeah i to me if i'm like a coach and i see that i'm like he's evolved his game and he's even better than what he used to be. Like you can go back to his uh, time in the KHL and look at his goals and assists every year from probably his first year in the KHL. They're almost equal. It's like 30, 30, 40, 40, like 37, 36. Like mm-hmm. they're all like, cause he's that like versatile of a player he can pass the puck and put the puck in the net. He probably put more goals up if he didn't pass the puck as much. That's probably the one thing he just needs to work on is be a little more selfish, start ripping it. Uh, but yeah, like the guy, the guy put another thirty-three goal season up, and he put up a shit ton of them. Had in the second part of a season, like just took a while for this fucking team to click. Like if the team was clicking all year, he'd have he would have had forty-nine goals this year. Yep, easily. So, but yeah, I I really think Panarin will end up with ten just because of how much the cap like has grown, um, and some of the other players that are getting big contracts. Like I said, that like Jack Eichel's a really good player. He's making 10 mil in Buffalo, but I think that's going to bite them in the ass the same way. Well, actually I was going to say the same way McDavid's contract's going to bite the Oilers, but 
that's not even fair to say because McDavid deserves like nine hundred million dollars a year and probably like a free a free therapist for having to deal with so much bullshit there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. That poor <laughs> that poor fucking guy. I think it's going to turn around from him though. With uh, I think they made some coaching changes, whatever. But uh, we'll get into that in the off season, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, you, I, I I think Panarin gets a good contract. Where do you think he goes? I have a I have a city in my I have a team in mind that I could actually see him ending up at. So, my buddy Mikey is like huge on Panarin being a guy that wants to go play in a big city, and he's mm-hmm. like, he's going to fucking New York. And I'm like, everybody says they're going to fucking New York. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's going to New York. I don't I don't think he does either. I honestly I really don't have a team that I really think he would go to. Like I wish we could fucking afford him. That'd be incredible. I know we can't, but uh I Oh man. I don't know. I'd have to like look at teams like cap spaces and stuff, but like if I had to say teams that it'd be good for them to pick up, I'd say like uh like Nashville would be a good team for him. Like that would help Nashville a shit ton more offensively. Dallas. Uh, I could see the Rangers, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I, um, I, I don't know. I think S- Seattle. I think, <laughs> I think um, a team that a lot of people don't see coming. I think Florida. I got Joel Quindle down there, and Panarin. Yeah. And Quin- Panarin has said how much he loved playing for Joel Quinville. And Joel yeah. Quinville even went on record after they traded Panarin. He said, This is one of the worst trades we've ever made. Like, I'm against this trade 100%. <laughs> he said that to the fucking media. So yeah. that was when all the fucking tension between him and Bowman were uh, uh, going on. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I could uh, I could see that too. There were talks. I remember. Uh, people talking about that like oh florida be which honestly it probably wouldn't be i think he'd probably like it but i think he also wants to win like he just which he was winning with chicago kind of and then he had this taste of success in columbus like i don't know if he wants to take a step back and i don't know how close florida is to like being a being a playoff team uh they're they're on the rise and i remember like Towards the end of the season, they started to kind of turn their game around. I think they just missed the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. I thought yeah. they were getting pretty close. Like, and then I yeah. think they kind of were like, "All right, we're rebuilding." Still, like, yeah, I think uh, they got to find a goalie before anything. Like Luongo's like their <laughs> main goalie. I don't know who they have in their system. He but... did very well, but he got he keeps getting hurt. Like, yeah, he's old man. He's getting older. Like, I don't know. Like, that's tough. I could see him going there for uh, Quinville. I think that'd be huge, but I, I don't know where this guy ends up. Maybe he stays with Columbus. Maybe he does. Uh, maybe he does take the cut and wants to help with this team. Because if they're able to keep like two or th- if they're able to keep that the goalie, Panarin and that McQuaid, I think they'll still be fine. Yeah. Well, so. I still I will still to this day never understand Florida not protecting Marshallant like. <laughs> I will still never understand that at all. If I was a Florida uh, Panthers fan, I would I would be fucking livid. Like that I like, guess I got it at the time because he really like I don't think he was the player he is now and Dude, in I remember Vegas, but like like I can play. Dude, the 
two seasons that like he was with Florida like before the expansion draft, he was having a hell of a year. I think he was an all star like with Florida in this last year. Like Probably. Like I just remember him blowing up, and I do remember him because thank you very much, uh, Marshallant. You won me my fantasy league that year because you were a fucking <laughs> stud and you were just a sleeper pick. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I know he did so well that he got like a he had like a seventy point year that year, and that's when I saw that he wasn't being protected. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like there, that was the year they made the playoffs too, and I'm like, "He's like yeah. the whole reason why you made the playoffs." Like him and Huberto, like yeah. Yeah, that guy's a stud for Vegas. That guy's a fucking workhorse. I would love to have him on the team. And that's how he was for Florida. Like that's what yeah. I, I blows my mind. Like when I saw that, I think I texted you immediately. I'm like, how was he not protected? I think I re- yeah. I, I was another no, person. It I did was, text. You texted me this uh, this playoffs because I was like, this fucking guy is incredible. And you were like, how did Florida not protect him? And I was like, I have no idea because that guy's a fucking horse. Yeah. Like there's, uh, you're telling me there's other player, there's at least like another player that like they could have left unprotected, and if he would have gotten taken, like it would have been like not the biggest deal in the world, you know? Uh, yeah, I. That's Florida for you, man. Yeah, no shit. Um. <laughs> all right, since we got a little off topic with these uh, free agent talks, and <laughs> yep, a little bit. <laughs> um, sorry, we're Blues fans. We're not used to like still talking playoff hockey right now, but uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um. So Eastern Conference Finals, Boston, Carolina. Who you got in how many games? This is tough, man. I see it going. I see either a Boston like four or five game win, or it going like seven, and then I don't know who would win. <laughs> you know, like I I either see Boston just fucking taking it to Carolina somehow. And not because Carolina's bad, but I just see, like, uh, it'll just be one of those things where it's like, fuck. Like, the the gas just ran out, the luck ran out, the everything runs out for Carolina. But, oh, man. I'm going to go... I'm going to go seven Carolina. I think we get wow. a Cinderella... I think we get a Cinderella story of a Stanley Cup Finals this year. Wow. Yep, I'm going, I'm going with the story. I'm going with good booking. Going with good booking. Yeah. And, you know, um, fucking Blues San Jose, I mean, whoever goes to the Stanley Cup final, if it's against Carolina, it's an automatic storybook. Like, it's automatic, like Cinderella Stanley Cup. Obviously, it's yeah. a more of a Cinderella for us. But right. just as a hockey fan in general, whoever wins the Western Conference finals, it's a Cinderella story. Because, I mean, they yep. never won Joe Thornton's last year, you know. There's a lot of story, a lot of history going. Mm-hmm. But fucking, I have, got? I got Boston in six. I at the beginning of the playoffs, I said Boston was going to win every series in seven, and they're going to go to the Cup after winning seven straight games. Now that I see that it's Carolina, I'm putting it to six. I think Carolina gets at least two. I don't know, man. Just looking back at past history on, like, especially the NHL playoffs teams that sweep in the early rounds do not do well in the next round. Like, yeah, sweeping sometimes is not a good thing in hockey. No, it's really not. Like, it's cool. Like, you're like, all right, cool. That was easy and over with. But yeah, it's like, oh man. Like if you're winning the cup, you're going through hell. Yeah. Like you're going through fucking war and Boston's been doing that. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get ballsy again. I'm going to say Carolina wins and it's going to be seven, and that would be fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Yes, Should I go the extra mile and say game seven overtime? Oh, I don't know. No, nah, I won't do that. <laughs> no, I won't, I won't do, that. do that. I no. did. I was making the my video for that Blues video I made, and I was rewatched it just to like make sure there was all the cuts were good and everything like was smoothly. I was getting nervous watching. I'm like, I know what the fuck happens. Why am I getting nervous again? Like, <laughs> I watched the replay of the game and was like nervous. Right. Like on on the uh, I mean. On like the wraparound thing with got, Ben, I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" I was like, "It doesn't go in, Jim. What the fuck?" Got to get like bombers, movies. and um, after that game, and fucking McVeigh comes up to me, and he's like, "He's like, dude, that fucking save that Bennington made. That I mean, how close was that puck crossing the line in that second overtime when that Stars wraparound? I'm like, I for fucking forgot about that. Now I'm stressed again. Like, yeah, you're like, oh my god, we almost lost. We almost lost. Like, yeah." Dead. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is going to be a good series, though. Uh, I I hope it is. Like, even if Boston wins, I hope it's like a battle of, like, you know, a, a good five, six-game series where, like, Carolina puts up a good effort even if they lose. Like, it's not like a – because I'd hate to see them just get, like, steamrolled. Right. You know, it's like, fuck. I don't want to see know, it either. Though. They've been too much fun to watch. They really have, man. Bunch so much jerks. fun. Bunch of fucking jerks been so and that fucking arena, holy shit, they're loud. Love it, dude. Uh I would argue that uh Blues might have one of the loudest arenas of this playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Love it. Love it. We never it. really I can hear had it that. The TV. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking loud. I love it. Love how we keep like adding like little blues comments into everything we're talking about. <laughs> I know. I know. So Alright. Uh that's does it for the Eastern Conference. Let's jump over to San Jose, Colorado. Um, let's look back. Let's see. We both had Colorado win. You had Colorado in seven. I had Colorado in six. I was almost right. Yeah. I was, so was almost I. right. Ah, man. What a series, though. Yeah. Um, it's kind of all over the place. It was, and it was very up and down, and at times, even last night, man, uh, there, to me, I think there's a lot of holes in San Jose's game, and I'm not taking any credit away from what they have accomplished in this playoffs, but I don't think that it is nearly as tough of a road as the Blues have had. Uh, no, I don't think so either, because some of these games, it's like, holy shit, San Jose just looks fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. But then the other team in Colorado, like last night, they played like shit for two periods. And then, then here they are in the third period flying around. Like, yeah, I think, I think like, uh, kind of used, there's a lot of holes in their game. Like they, they can go up on you, but like they, like you can fight back. Yeah. Like they're, which is what the blues have fucking done all playoffs. Right. We, we've seen them do that. So, and if they're not playing well in front of Martin Jones, I mean, it's almost open season. Like, I don't know, man. He's been pretty good. He's been good, but man, he still lets in those weak. He's it's honestly, it feels like a Jake Allen situation over there. Like he will make these big saves, and then you'll let these squeakers pop in, and these save and these goals that he should be make like he should be making the saves on. Like in Game Six in that double overtime win by Colorado, he should have had that puck. Oh yeah, that was just a that one that that just flicked right through him. He was yeah. like, "What in the fuck was you, that?" Yeah, you can't let that go in, man. Not on no, that, that double was overtime. Bad. That was bad, but yeah, he has made. I mean, he's made big saves, though. So yeah, but I, I agree with him. I mean, he hasn't been perfect, but um, it's been better. That first round, he was like terrible. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> First round, he was brutal. I picked it up, but yeah, uh, congrats to San Jose. I was kind of pulling for Colorado. I don't know why. I think I just liked why. I just like watching that fucking McKinnon and Landeskog. I mean, mm-hmm. that McKinnon's just so fucking fast. That kid just turned it on for the playoffs. Like, I mean, he's been good. He's good all year, but like, when that kid gets the puck, he can do whatever he wants. Right. He's so fast. I'm just like, holy shit, this kid is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually don't hate Colorado for once in a long time for some reason. I don't I, know why. See, I didn't like him, but I was pulling for them just because I thought the Blues-Colorado series would just be a bloodbath. Yeah, so did I. Well, like, we've talked about it, like, last week, I think the week before, like, every game we've played against them the last, like, few years during the season is just, like, a playoff game. Yep. It would have just been a fucking war. Well, it's funny to me. It's like everyone's like, we have redemption now against the Sharks. I'm like, it would have been redemption for us against Colorado. They beat us in yep. the Western Conference Finals in 2001. Yep. Yep. Sure would have. Yeah. I don't. I'm I'm a little bit. I feel a little bit better than playing San Jose. Yeah. I'm not nervous at all, like, going into yeah. this next series. I wasn't nervous against Dallas, though, either. And then Dallas made me nervous. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that did make me nervous is Joe Pavelski comes back from fucking Staples in his head and puts up a goal and an assist last night. So it's like, son of a bitch, damn hey, it, Joe Pavelski. Hey, at least he came back last game and not game one. They would have had more momentum, I think, if he came back in game one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, especially at home. They're yeah. Like, oh, Pavelski's back for the next round. Now it's like, okay, he came back last round. You guys won. Yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So that's what like, that's the first thing that popped in my mind last. I'm like, yes, he's back tonight, not game one. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They're, uh, <laughs> San Jose's good, though. I mean, they've got – it seems like they're, they're starting to click. I mean, fucking Couture, Big Joe, Pavs. I mean, it looks like uh, Burns is kind of getting into playoff Burns, which I don't like. No, but you know who doesn't look very good is uh, Eric Carlson. No, he does not. He needs to cut his fucking hair, probably. Dude, he hasn't looked. I mean, he like he looks like Eric Carlson at the beginning of the year again, like when he was like playing really bad. Like, yeah, I mean, the guy does have twelve assists, which is pretty fucking good. But um, he's uh, he kind of uh. Reminds me a little Petrangelo. Very good offensively, but defensively, I don't think he's very sound. Like, Yeah, he just hasn't looked the same. But, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, like you said, Logan Couture looks like a fucking stud right now. Thomas Hurdle's yeah, clutch. Oh, my God. I, mean, Thomas, I, I, <laughs> I love that Thomas Hurdle, man. His post-game interviews, that guy just loves hockey. Right. And I love it. Like, I... Um, <laughs> People are like, "Why well, are you fucking talking good about San Jose? We're about to play him. Shut up. We like hockey. And Thomas Hurdle, <laughs> Thomas Hurdle fucking loves hockey. That guy does interviews and he's just smiling, talking in broken English, just like rambling out the mouth, basically cutting like a promo about how much he loves the city and like the game and his teammates. It's like, son of a bitch. You're such a likable guy. Dude, he is. That's but, what they were. They but were I fucking, hope you play uh, like this shit. was talking about that on the last Chicklets. He was like, dude, Thomas Hurdle's so much fun to listen to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a hell of a guy. They got some good guys. Like I, I like him. I like Burns. Like Burns is a hell of a guy on that team. He doesn't mm-hmm. play a, a very cheap game for a big guy who could play probably a little bit cheap. But he, I think he played to personally. Now that you bring that up, I thought he played very cheap when he was younger, and I think he's kind of matured his game a little bit. And I think uh, he just plays a hard nosed game. But I remember yeah. in the Western Conference Finals against us a couple of years ago, uh, there was a play. There was like a scrum in front of the. Uh, in front of our net, I think it was. No, it was in front of uh, San Jose's net. 
and there's a couple players on the ground and Steen was like on the ground, like on the ice. And I remember just seeing like Burns was like getting up like off the ice and he's on his knees. And I remember Burns, I mean, just takes a fucking stiff jab right into fucking Steen's oh, yeah. like ribs. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, that's <laughs> uh, playoff hockey. I know. I know. Look back on it now. I'm like, oh, it's just yeah. playoff hockey. He, but, like, he, he, could have, he either could have taken a shot at his head or taken him, give him a little rib shot. So. Yeah. But yeah, I think I agree with you. I think he was a little bit like dirtier. But I think he just felt like he had to be because he was the young kid. Right. He was the guy that could go out there and do it. Don't why not? Why have the older guys do that shit? You know, and he's a big boy, so he's got to play his role. But yeah, he's definitely he's matured his game so like his uh like his the way he handles himself out there and just his style like so much over like it's why he's been a fucking uh, uh goddamn uh what's the trophy Norse fucking contender. Yep. Top guy the last fucking like three or four years. The guy's fucking incredible. He's got great beard, great hair, and horrible teeth. And a hot wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, he can, and he can play right wing if you really need him to. Yeah, that guy's a fucking, I mean, shit. He's like everything you want. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, fuck them. I hope they play like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but back on what you said about Burns, uh, you know, now that I'm more and more I think about it, it's just like maybe in a way like he played a little of a bit of a hard-nosed game, like a, maybe more of an aggressive, maybe a little cheap at times way. Mm-hmm. But then I think he's earned the respect around the NHL, and I think he's cooled it down on that play just because like and he's like, I got the respect. Like He doesn't have, he doesn't have to do that. He, you know, if it's probably a young kid getting in there that wants to fucking get tough with him, he'll be like, all right, I guess I'll have to teach you a lesson. But, yeah, right. I think the guys know. It's almost like O'Reilly. Like when O'Reilly, O'Reilly crashes the net, nobody really like – bumps him around too much because no, they, they really respect, don't they respect because they know he's not going in hard at the goalie to hurt the goalie or to do mm-hmm. anything bad it's just they know that's the way he plays i, I mean and the guy that the guy like, takes the guy takes four penalties a year if yeah. that like he's not cheap he doesn't go around hooking slashing guys so or defenseman in front of the net they just know he plays a hard style game he's going to come in the net hard he's going to have to stop maybe spray the goalie a bit but he's not he, he has no uh no ill intention at no, least from at my all. point of view and so i, I think he I think you could say the same thing about Tarasenko in a way that not a lot of people go after him. And if they're, no. if he is involved in a scrum, he's the one he's getting himself involved, like, right. Or he's starting it, but like nobody really goes up to him or O'Reilly like no at all. And if anybody's going to anybody on that line, it's whoever they're playing with. And at times Shen or Perron, and that's right. like, well, yeah, Perron's <laughs> a little weasel. So of course, right. Yeah. And Shen, For- Shen's just like, I want to win. Like, yeah, it's like I'll take the beating. Yeah, you're gonna whoop my ass, but I'm getting back up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, congrats to San Jose. Uh, moving on. Um, um, before we move on, before we move on, um, just want to real quick. We ran down the other games. Uh, San Jose, of course, winning seven games. Uh, game one, five two, San Jose. Game two, Colorado, four to three. Game three, four to two, San Jose. Game four, three nothing, Colorado. Game five, San Jose, two to one. Game six, Colorado in overtime, four to three. And game seven, San Jose, three to two. After going up to nothing in that game. Yeah, I mean, like, that was back and forth all series. Yeah, it, it was like that was. I think that was the closest series. Um, even though our series won seven games, uh, the Blues figured out they figured out dallas i don't think the last two games were close at all i nope, mean not at all they were game seven was 
but the Blues dominated that game. Ben Bishop, if Ben this, Bishop isn't in that net, yeah. that's a different game. But uh, but Colorado San Jose, that was so back and forth, and that's to me, that's very telling. And I think San Jose, um, let's be honest, San Jose should not be in this round. Like, let's be completely honest. If they that fucking five minute major from the mm-hmm. first round, if that doesn't happen, that's a Vegas, that's a Vegas Colorado series. Like, yeah. It really is. And let's look back even before the season started. San Jose was fucking cold going into the playoffs. And I think they have gotten lucky so far. And San Jose, legitimately, San Jose reminds me of the 2016 Blues, where they were kind of went into the playoffs a little cold. And we kind of, like, should have, like, you know – played a little better in some games and then like right. I think like we got lucky a little bit here and there a little puck luck and then we got shut down in the Western Conference Finals and they, we got tired and honestly man San Jose looked tired at the end of the last in the third period last night like they really looked tired and there was another seven game series for them and I don't know we'll see but that's just to me that's just what it seems like to me yeah, it uh, well, it's just it's crazy because the Blues, I thought we started to look tired in the Dallas series a bit, until Game Six, where it's like, oh, okay, a kick in the ass. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, Dallas is uh, or not Dallas, uh, San Jose's coming in a little tired, and we're coming in a little fired up to start the series. So, right. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I just so I just pulled up the stats from that overtime game mm-hmm. from Colorado and San Jose. I mean, this the score itself here, like the back and forth, like this whole series. I mean, literally, the game started with a Colorado goal in the second. Goals went Colorado, San Jose, Colorado, San Jose, Colorado, San Jose, Colorado in overtime. Like that's crazy. Can you imagine being a fan of that in that series of well, one of those kinda, teams? That was kind of like uh, Game Three <laughs> for Blues and Stars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. But, I, yeah, I mean. Colorado and here's the thing I think the Blues have in their favor just moving forward is the fact that they ha- we have depth for once we have depth in all four of our lines even to our benched players right now our healthy scratches yep. even on defense we have depth San yep. Jose and Colorado I don't think have four full lines like that and I don't think they have healthy scratches that they can just be like okay you can come in and make a difference like you know like how right. Fabry and Sammy Blay have had right but yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I agree um, with you. Who you have, uh, San Jose or, or – not? never mind. Duh. That, that series is over. <laughs> yeah, that series is San over. San Jose or Colorado, but never mind. I was going to say real quick, just for Colorado, uh, I don't, know, I don't want to harp on offseason stuff too much, but um, I think they're going to be – I think it's going to be us, Winnipeg, Nashville, and Colorado fighting for the top three now. If, with the addition of this fucking Kale McCarr kid, on defense for Colorado. Oh yeah. That guy played fucking incredible in mm-hmm. in the playoffs for a fucking I don't even know how old he is, twenty, maybe nineteen, twenty, I don't fucking know. And he comes in his first taste of NHL is playoffs and that kid's special and I think that they're gonna I think they realize, oh shit, we kinda are starting to get a defense now. Mm-hmm. And so I I 
which I, I kind of am excited about. I'm kind of to see Colorado back in the mix for us. Maybe hopefully they can help bump out like a Winnipeg or get Nashville the fuck see, out of the. I don't top think it's going to be San Jose. I don't think it's going to be San Jose or Winnipeg. I with us. I think it's going to be. Blues. You mean Winnipeg or Nashville? No, I think it's going to be Blues, Dallas, and um, uh, Colorado. I think those I are going to be your top three teams. Like I like that. I like it. Because, I mean, look at all the rookies that Dallas had that played very well in that last series. Dallas mm-hmm. is going to be a fucking tough team in the next few years. That fucking, like, Miku Haskinen guy, that 19-year-old defenseman, mm-hmm. holy shit. That guy's a stud. That guy might... That guy might fuck us in some games next year. Yeah, I mean, Dallas might be <laughs> Stanley Cup winners in the next couple of years. Yeah, if, uh, yeah. The Central's the Central is starting to build. I mean, it already is the I think the toughest best division in the NHL, and now it's just getting even crazier. <laughs> Chicago's fucked. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's gonna be team like if it, what sucks is there's gonna be a team whether it's like us or Colorado, Nashville, or somebody that like ends up like in the wild card or like somehow misses a wild card and it's not going to be fair because of like just how good the fucking division is right and on top of on top of all that with winnipeg winnipeg's having some issues in the locker room um i think that's gonna stupid fucking jerseys they have (laughs) i think that's gonna be like a big thing that's never a good thing like to have issues like this especially the way winnipeg was having them um Mm -hmm. and nashville they're to me their window's closing they're, I mean, I think it's closing. I don't think they're going to th- keep it up. I think so, too. Uh, P.K. Supan's getting older, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I think his time is kind of running out as, like, a all-star defenseman in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, his play, I think, this year has kind of went down. Mm-hmm. Um, see who else uh, in, uh, in Nashville. Uh, who's that guy that they, they brought over from, uh, like, Philly or something, like, at the trade oh, deadline? Oh, Wayne Simmons. Yeah, Wayne Simmons, he's not going to – they brought him in to help them to through the playoffs, and he didn't do jack shit. No, not at that all. Guy was, that guy – and then they brought – there was another guy, though, uh, another forward. Uh, oh, man, what was his name? You know who I'm talking about? Uh, 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 Granlin, wasn't it? Yep, yeah, Marcus Granlin, who he's a good player. I don't know how old he is, but, I mean – they brought over pieces to try to win this year, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. And I, yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, I think they're gonna have to start rebuilding. I mean, they got good pieces. They got I can't think of that young kid's name. He's like number nine or something for them. Uh, oh, what's his name? The fuck's that fucker's name? Uh, for Nashville? Real, yeah, real skilled. Uh, uh, Forsberg. Yeah, Forsberg. I mean, he's a good player, but. They got a lot of. I think they're gonna have a lot of rebuilding to do after next year. Yeah, I think they'll be all right next year, but after next season, it's gonna be like okay. They're it's closing. Their window's closing, man. Like yeah. And I don't. I don't know. I just. I just don't see it anymore. Like like to this year, man. Like they were not a good team in the second half of this year. I mean, no, they got most majority of those points they got in the first half of the year, and they did not move in the standings. And that's no. that just shows you how far apart they were from everybody else. Same for Winnipeg. Winnipeg, I don't think, played a really good second half of hockey either. And you can't keep relying on Pecorine, and he's getting older. Like, Yeah, and, well, and he played amazing this year. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason I think. And, yeah, like you said, he's getting older. The guy can't do much more for that team. 
almost feel bad for the guy. They should have got him a cup, like, with how good that guy plays. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Fuck them. Watch their fans go back <laughs> into their fucking shanties and fucking ride their horses off to the sunset and not be fans anymore. Right. Um. So, anyway, before we get into our blues talk portion of Hockey Talks, um, I want to throw it over to our one of our sponsors real quick, uh, Mr. Kyle Fauché. What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauché here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about, from movies to TV to music to sports to gaming to anything, really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauché, on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic, and don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right, we're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com too. So check it all out there, and I'll catch you on the next topic. All right, all right, all right. Tricky Stoutsy here from the Offended Podcast. It's our blues talk of hockey talks now. We're here. We're in the Western Conference Finals, baby. Poof. Poof. God. Right? What a series. What a fucking series. Fucking a heart attack of a series. You're telling me, dude. I mean, Jesus Christ. I love it, though. Oh, dude, it's amazing. Um, For those uh, that have been listening to this whole show, we normally put this on our blues portions of the show. We put it on our uh, Facebook page. So with that being said, if you're tuning in on our Facebook page, we talked about the other playoff series that happened in the second round before this. And if you want to check that out, just go download our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Offended, subscribe, follow, give us a five-star rating. But uh, Blues Man, holy shit. It's Gloria, man. Y98 playing Gloria for 24 hours straight. It's fucking awesome. Love it. I think everybody's just playing it. Yeah. You got to, man. I got I mean – I'm loving everything about this playoffs with the blues. Like it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's up and down, but it's, it's, it's just been war, man. It's been a battle. And if you're going to get there, if you're going to keep moving on, especially if you, it's going to end up being your first time, it's going to be a fucking war. Yep. And it's, I want, I don't think I'd want it any other way. Like, honestly, like I know it's stressful for everybody and people are probably like, Oh, what we should be doing that. No, man. Like, I love everything about this. It just, it just, it just adds to it. It just adds to the grit and the toughness of how fucking hard this trophy is to win, man. I completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, Blues winning a seven-game series against Dallas. I mean, again, I, again, yeah. Which scares me, but uh, <laughs> uh last time uh, our predictions. You said Blues in six. I said Blues in five. Yeah, and I believe you even went on record as saying I wouldn't be surprised if we sweep, yep. which wasn't like the worst take, honestly. 
I mean, if you take like the way Dallas played like in the last series, I mean, they struggled with a struggling Nashville team. But again, this is the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, things yeah. are going to be different. I was not-, not nervous going and playing Dallas, and I will say it again: I am not nervous going into the next round at all. Like, yeah, and then it- I, and I say that, and then I'm going to be fucking nervous, like <laughs> puck drop on game one. And and honestly, like we didn't play our best hockey the first few games of the series either no uh we didn't i the game the first game we won i thought we stole from dallas personally um yeah i think so too what was that i'm drawing the blank on the score it was three to two three two yeah yeah because that robbie fabry goal to kick everything off it was kind of like how did that go in like thank you bishop i guess you rooting for the blues because you're from st louis because you should have had that like the yeah. one goal that I think Bishop should have had, it should have been that goal. Yeah, that one and maybe the Tarasenko power play one that went five hole, but I think that's just a hell of a good shot by Tarasenko too. Like yeah. you can go that one. Like should have saved it, but smart shot by Tarasenko going. Oh, this guy's a little shaky low. I mean, uh, honestly, Bishop the first the first couple games, like the goals he were letting in, it was like okay, this uh, like we were just scoring like low, like kind of not. I wouldn't call them fluke goals, but it was like. Ben Bishop should save those. Yeah, I mean that's and there's there's a reason why we shoot high on Bishop. I mean he drops down, and gives up so much space up top because he's so fucking tall. Like, yeah, but um, fucking that Tarasenko's third goal in that game one might be the goal to playoffs. I mean, that power move to the like just to put the puck in the perfect top, just top titty city baby. I mean. <laughs> he did. The Blues did a horrible job celebrating the big goals. Yeah, uh, between him and Maroon's goal, I was like, because when Tarasenko made that move, he tried it earlier and got poke checked, and then did the same fucking thing and realized he's gonna poke check me. Watch this, boom, top corner, and he was like, and he looked at the ref like, it's in right, and I was like, no, just start celebrating, man. I like popped up. I was like, what are you doing? Celebrate. <laughs> yeah, he went backhand, forehand. I mean, just pulled it back on the goal, pulled it back on Bishop. I mean, just. Tucked it right on it. I mean, what that a goal. A beauty of a goal. Absolute beauty. Then you go to game two, and I think the stars were just – the stars were all over us. We couldn't keep up. Yeah, the games like we lost – this whole series, like the games that we lost or the goals we were giving up were just because we couldn't get the puck out, and our defense kept turning the puck over right to the middle. To mm-hmm. guy, And it was just like – what are you doing? Everybody was up Bennington's ass about goals. He was like, oh, Bennington, you just can't stop. It's like, dude, like, look at the goals Dallas scored pretty much this whole series, and a lot of them are scored right there in front of the net. We talked about this last uh, episode that they're because either guys are getting left wide open or because our D and forward aren't coming to pick up the guys trying to pick up the trash on a on after a 2-3 save rebound from, from Bennington. You know, it was – he did everything he could. It's just he wasn't getting that extra support near the crease. Right. And on top of that, I kept calling these goals that were scored against us, the goals that Dallas was scoring. To me, it was like it's an NHL 19 goal. I mean, you leave like yeah. <laughs> you are, your defensive players out of position, and you're leaving the guy wide open in the slot. I mean, you're he's right in front of the net. He's going to score that goal every time. Yeah, like, it's, like the, it's like the give me two-on-one breakaway in NHL 19. Yeah. yeah. It really was. Or you wrap around the net. You turn on you turn to the defenseman you can start controlling the defenseman you chase him around the net and guess what 
one of those forwards moves in front of the net where it's wide open, gets that one timer, taps the puck in. It was it's a legit a video game goal. Like yeah. it's like it's maybe NHL nineteen is realistic. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> maybe it is. But yeah, it was uh that game was kinda that game scared me because I was like, Holy fuck, we look terrible. We can't move the puck out. I think we I think that was a game where like the last ten minutes we decided to start playing hockey mm-hmm. and it was like you guys play that fucking way for the other 50 minutes of the game. You're fucking, you're, you're giving yourself a shot, but you can't yep. play. It's like we were playing 10 minutes of a game, the right. ones that we lost. And it was like, man, you, you, you can't do that. <laughs> no, not at all. And like, it was almost like Dallas has figured out, right? And we couldn't figure out Dallas. And like, they were just moving the puck around us. They were smoother. They were faster. And then we go to game three, game three. Blues, I thought, played a better game, but I thought Dallas played a very sloppy game. But then here comes the third period, and it's just goal, 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 goal. Like, one after another. Like, we would score a Dallas match. We would score a Dallas match. Like, Yeah, majority of that game was like, like you said, the Blues played better, but both teams still looked sloppy. It was mm -hmm. like a sloppy hockey game. But the third period was was where we, like, where both teams kind of just started to fucking just go. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that game sucked. That week, that fucking shorthanded goal they got, which I think we talked about last time, where there should have been a tripping call on Shen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he got tripped and had to, like, he tried to push the puck out to the point and ended up going through. They had a guy breaking two on one, blam, blam, whatever. That sucked. That was a killer. I was like, holy fuck, of course. I'm like, it was like every bounce was going Dallas's way. It was just like we couldn't have any puck luck. No, we, we, we couldn't. We couldn't <laughs> at all. I mean, like, sides. and then, like, we can't leave this out. Lindell flopping around in game three. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. Oh, you know, yeah, Bortuzzo. Oh, you know, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> Get in the fucking box, you know. That fucking, that's, he looks like a shitty villain sidekick in a, in a movie. Who? Lindell. Uh, Lindell. <laughs> that fucking, that bomb what an embarrassment to the game that's what a lot of players were saying that's just embarrassing man yeah some fucking pride i just love how fucking whitney on spitting chicklets whitney's like i was in my beds when i was sick and like i see the first one happen i'm like come on buddy and then i see the second one i go i started to rise up and i see the third one it jumped me out of my fucking bed i'm like where's my phone i gotta fucking tweet about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that that was bad and you know what he ended up costing that that fucking Dallas, the game. Yep, he took another dive because Maroon barely tapped him on the. Yeah, like it was a push off. Yeah, it was a push off to get open. Yep, and flops. Yep, Oof. Maroon gets the puck, tap, puts in the top corner. Maroon's like, did it go in? Did it go in? <laughs> he didn't celebrate either. And I was like, he did. He did. Well, it, took him, like, it took him a second. I was mm-hmm. like, put the hands up, kid. It went in. <laughs> but I kind of like that though. Make sure it's in. Like, make sure that's a goal. Yeah, well, I think it went in. I think Thomas might have been standing there, too. Somebody, or Bozak took, like, an extra hack. Like, fucking put it put it in there again. I don't fucking know. Because, like, yeah. nobody did anything. I was like, Patty, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> that was uh, – that that third period was fucking wild. Because then Petro, Petro with that slap shot, one-timer. Yeah. And right before that, I was like, oh, I guess Petro's just going to play all two minutes of the power play. And then he uh, – because he made that stupid fuck pass at the blue line that they got the puck out. Then we came back in and he got the one-timer goal. But I was like, oh, I guess we're just leaving this fuckhead out there. Then he scores. And I was like, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. But yeah. then 
the end of the game, Dallas almost came back and tied that game again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Maroon scored with about, let's see here. He scored at the 18-22 mark, so about a minute and a half. Yeah. A little more in the game. And, yeah, they almost came down fucking tied it up. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, Blues, you got to play. If you, I was like, I remember just sitting there, I looked at Katie, and I was just like, Blues need to play better if they want to win this series. But I'll take that win, but they need to play better. Yeah. Then the next two games, Dallas was flying, and the Blues just could not keep up, like, at all. And Ben Bishop came alive. Game four looked a lot like game two, where, like, we just, Dallas had us figured out, and we, mm-hmm. couldn't, fuck, we couldn't figure them out. I think that was another game where we played, like, I think they scored an empty netter in game four, maybe. I think or they was, did. Or was it just 4-2? I think they did score an empty netter, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see here. Uh no. Well, they did. No, no, it just they just they put up they put up four, but yeah, it was like game two, like we just couldn't they had us figured out and we just couldn't we just couldn't find it. Right. Yeah. Um and then game five, uh the blues I thought that was the first game and the first loss of the postseason for me anyways, that I was legitimately pissed off. Like like actually angry at the blues. Like I thought that was one of the most piss poor efforts I've ever seen by the blues in game five. I mean, yeah. you played two periods of just, you didn't look like they won it. The stars were flying. They were all over us. We couldn't figure it out. And like, I thought the blues looked like shit. I really did. I thought the blues looked yep. like dog shit. And we get that one goal in the third period. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it was another game where we decided to play ten minutes of hockey. Yeah, and you know, two uh, one game. Shot up, you know, Jordan Bennington for he kept us in that fucking game. Yeah, he yeah. did. He really did. He he gave us, you know, even with those like four two games we lost, like he was making huge saves, and we just weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I in that game, in game five, I thought only Schwartz and uh thomas were our good skaters and i thought bennington was phenomenal i thought those aside from those three i'm like does anybody else want this like oh and everybody just looked so off like nope it was like we were stuck in mud mm-hmm. our defense went like we went from having five six about five defensemen who were playing solid all the second half of the season and most in the first round of the playoffs to like game four game three four five like we had like two or three defensemen that were like taking the night off. They just yep. couldn't like, like Dunn looked. He, I think it was probably like game, game five and six. I was like, well, what the fuck's this? Who's this Vince Dunn? This guy looks like, he looks like he's completely lost out there. Mm-hmm. Sit him. And uh, even like, I think Gunnarsson too. And I was like, what in the fuck is going on with this team right now? We, right. we just, we looked lost. Like we lost, we, we, it's like nothing. We just, we couldn't figure it out. I think the Dallas just came on us. Like you said, they were flying and we just, we were just standing watching. Yeah, for real. And then Craig Berube coming in, switching up the lines, switch up our top two lines, put in Sammy Blay, and here we go. Game six. Uh, Blues scored 63 seconds in the game. Alex Petrangelo coming through, scores that goal. And then uh, Jordan Bennington should have had the save. The puck just squawked. Squawked? <laughs> squawked. I can't even, I can't speak right now. Squeaked through. Yeah, it squeaked through. Jesus Christ, thank you. Yeah. Fucking ass mouth over here. But it squeaks through his legs 
and he still almost like knocked it out. Like he still almost was able to like get that puck. Yeah. Sagan he... comes in back in and just taps in his shot, which is what it is. But I thought the blues then after that goal, it was like the blues were like, all right, we're going to keep up. And they kept up with Dallas. They kept up with their play, go to the second period. Oscar Sundquist with that fucking phenomenal pass to David Perron. Like yeah. what on the tape? I mean, you can't get more of a perfect pass than that. Like, yeah. And Perron almost Perron had a stick up in the air until the last second. I was like, better put your fucking stick down, bud. And he yeah. fucking perfectly just fucking sneaks in right by the post. I was like, oh, baby. Yeah, that's when, like you just said, it was like Blues just started like they just started coming. And then the tide turned. That's when the tide turned and the Blues figured out the Dallas Stars. The yep. Stars could not keep up with the Blues from that third period to the end of Game 7. Like, nope. The nope. Blues were all over them in that third period. They were keeping pressure. They were back-checking like crazy. I've never seen the Blues actually step up, like, in the neutral zone, step up, like, poke, get the win the puck, like, the way they want it. Mm-hmm. And then you have the fucking rocket from Colton Pareko just smoking Bishop's collarbone. He goes down. Bishop, I think, was overreacting a little bit. No, nah, that's a stinger, man. I that's think it's a it, stinger. I, I think it got under the pad. That fucking hurts. I've seen a lot of goalies take that, and that hurts, man. Like I, I don't know if he was embellishing that one. I don't know, man. Like it's just the way. Like I think he was looking for the play to get blown dead. Personally, like I mean, probably in a way because he's like, "Fuck, this hurts. I can't move." I think he was just hoping his team would have got the puck, like. But I, I, I legit think he was just like, even if he would have got back up, I don't think he would have been able to like do anything. And fucking give Schwartz. Schwartz doesn't get enough credit for this goal, man. Steve no. just throws that puck, and Schwartz puts the perfect tap like on it. Like, like the who perfect deflection. Needed, who knew we needed Jaden Schwartz in front of the net so much? Right. It's like, it's like three deflections this series. Right? I mean, like, who knew? Yeah. It, yeah, but that... That bomb by Pareko, that lit a fire in his ass because you know, we'll get into Game Seven. But he, I think, I think he just goes. I think after that, he just goes. I think in his head, he was like, "Wow, I can, I can put a goalie out of commission with my shot. I just need to start shooting the puck every fucking time," which he ended up doing in Game Seven. But yeah, that was a fucking, that was a fucking missile. He shot that Bishop dropped, and I was like, "Oh my god, he killed a guy." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> legit, like that fucking anchorman meme. Pareko killed a guy. Pareko killed a guy. I saw that. <laughs> oh my god, the memes that followed that though were fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh god, that was that was nuts. But then uh And hey, real quick, if we have any Dallas fans listening, uh NHL rule, if Blues uh, opposing teams still has possession of the puck, that play does not get blown dead. And but if Bishop would have taken off his mask, then the yeah. play stops. Yeah. So, well, in fairness to the referee, if you watch, he starts moving in with his whistle to almost call it like, okay, he might actually be legitimately hurt to where he think it could come down to the ref's discretion to whether he wants to blow the whistle or not. Mm-hmm. But the ref did the right thing. He's The play's still going on, Blues had possession, but he starts coming in with the whistle at his mouth, almost ready to blow it for Bishop, and he does it. So people are like, oh, the ref didn't fucking do anything. No, the ref did the right fucking thing. Yep. He's almost about to blow the whistle for Bishop, but like, it was... And like a lot of people said, they said on Chicklets, uh, even people like hockey analysts on Twitter and stuff, NHL Network, they're like, 
it was such a bang bang like quick play it wasn't like we had the puck for like 30 more seconds it was like five more seconds puck comes back out shot goes at the net it wasn't it wasn't like there was a we had the puck for a minute while Bishop was laying on the ground. It was a quick bang bang play. So it was it was the right call. I would have said the same thing if it was Dallas. Yep. I really think I, I would have been like, fuck, that sucks. Like in my head I would have been like, blow the whistle, he's down, but I might have been like I would have been like, you know what? Like that's a bang bang play. Like it's it was a good call. It went our way. Luckily, the hockey the hockey gods were on our side for once. No doubt. No doubt. And then you have the breakaway. <laughs> Literally, what two minutes after that? And this fucking thing bought a game. What? It was the funniest damn thing I ever saw, dude. I was like, he started to wind up. So Sammy Blay and Ryan O'Reilly, it's a two-one no. Like I don't, there was no defenders back. What were there? It was just a breakaway, uh, there was, right? There was one back checking a little bit, but nothing, nothing, nothing dangerous. Yeah, and I see Sammy Blay just winding up for a slap shot. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I think I said that out loud. Yeah, and he rips that shot. I go, never mind. <laughs> I did the same thing too, dude. I was like, what is this? He was above the circle. I guess he, I guess he was gassed because I was like, buddy, turn it on. Yeah, he was not uh, skating. Like he, he was, was he was dead. And he winds up, and and it's funny to me because a little fun story about me. One time, I was in a shootout, and my coach goes, "I want you to come down, and I just want you to clap one, just rip one," because I had a pretty good slap shot, and I was like. This is the dumbest fun. He's like, just come straight down, rip a clapper. And I was like, I think I was like 14 at the time, and I had a pretty good slap shot, but I was like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to pick a corner coming down the middle. What the fuck? So I come down on a shootout, and I just rip this slap shot, like right into the goalie's breadbasket. And the coach, like, is on my ass. I was going, you told me to come down and take a fucking slap shot in the goddamn shootout. So it was funny to me because I was like, no, this isn't going to work, man. This is terrible. This is a bad idea. It was like slow motion for me. But like you, just like you said, like when it went in, I was like, "Never mind, what a shot!" <laughs> <laughs> but dude, so I got a little fun story too with a fucking penalty shot. I got to take. I acted like I was gonna take a fucking clapper, and it did a little nice little uh, backhand forehand toe drag, uh, backhand top shelf. It was like the sweetest goal I ever scored. I think I just, I don't even think I celebrated. I think I just stood on the boards, just like staring at the puck in the net. I'm like, I just pulled that off. Like I just wow. pulled that off. <laughs> I get that puck. <laughs> I was like, yeah, can I have that? <laughs> yeah. But dude, that was the nail in the coffin when he took that slap shot. It was like, holy shit. That like I'm like three one, I was like, okay, I like it. But when it was four one, I was like, okay, all right, we're good. And we were just, like you said earlier, we were just all over him. We found our game. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't move the puck up. So uh with that being said, blues win. Well, the bishop comes out, and I'd like to point out, Bishop also took a little whack at uh, O'Reilly after that goal. Right before yeah, the- I didn't like that one. No, like, come on. Like, Whitney, they talked about it on Chicklets. I mean, it's true. I was like, he could have fucking went head first into the boards. Like, if he trips over that stick at the way he's skating, like... That's bad. Yeah, that's suspendable. I get, like, I honestly. Flustered. Like, I think if he would have, like, maybe gave him a whack, like, higher up in the shin guards, it wouldn't, like... I wouldn't have cared too much because he probably wouldn't have, like... Oh, there's a less chance of him tripping. Like if he would have whacked him in the pad, the pants or something. Mm-hmm. But he went for the skates, and it was like, come on, dude! Like you could have really hurt, injured him. Like, yeah, I get, I get though. He was frustrated. It's playoffs. The emotions are high, but right. uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think he really wanted to hurt him. But I think he was just like, fuck this team, fuck this game. But yeah, I didn't like that one bit. I was like, you f- piece of shit. 
before we get into the magical game seven, I got I want to bring up two things. Uh, number one, my grandpa told me this, and I thought he was just like hearing things, but he taped it and showed me the fucking clip on NHL Network. Uh, Kevin Weeks was saying that Dallas likes to injure a lot of top-notch players, and they did it in the Nashville series where four players from Nashville got injured. Mm-hmm. And they were taking little little kind of stabs here and there. And it kind of like – I think the Blues were, did a better job of evading some of the hits. But I kind of got like what Kevin Weeks was saying. He's like, I don't know if it's on purpose, but I, he's like, I find it very strange that Nashville lost three players in that series. Like, yeah. Is Dallas playing kind of dirty here? You might want to keep an eye on that. And after watching the series, I thought it was a little more chippy, especially from Jamie Ben, maybe Radulov, and like I mean, just the flopping, the embellishment in the series was atrocious yeah. on Dallas on Dallas's part. It wasn't just Lindell either. Like players were doing it nonstop. I mean, the fucking little, the little tiny whack from Perron to Bishop, Bishop oh. acts like he gets shot. Yeah. No, number one, when you get hit in the back like that, you're not gonna fall on your back. You're going to fall forward if it's enough force. That's just fucking science. Like, right. Jesus. Yeah, or and, you're just going to tighten up your back a bit. Yeah, he he was itching, which I do get it, though. Like, it would have been a flop, but, like, he probably would have got the – like, you could have called the penalty on Perron, but, like, dude, like, you don't need to flop that bad. No, yeah. Like, come on. Who, who fucking – who's the acting coach for Dallas? Oh, shit, <laughs> dude. They need, a, they need a better one. I mean, fuck, John Hamm's our biggest, one of our biggest fans. He's an actor, and the fucking Blues don't act. Right. <laughs> Come on. Right. And um, the second thing I want to bring up, before Game 6 started, I just looked at Katie, and I was like, I fucking, I fucking hate this. I'm so goddamn nervous right now. It's like, I want the Blues to win. But it was like, you know what? I go, you know what, Katie? You know what's going to happen? She's like, what? I'm like, this is what's going to happen. The Blues are going to fucking win this game. And they're going to get your hopes up because they're the fucking blues. We're going to go to game seven and we're going to go to like fucking double overtime or something and lose. That's what's going to happen, Katie. That's what's fucking going to happen. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you were almost right. I know. I told Kate, I got home and I was like, Katie, I kind of called it. And she's like, I know I thought about it. I was going to text you before the second overtime started and be like, did you fucking call this? But I was like, I didn't want to freak you out. I'm like, thank God you didn't because I totally forgot I said that till after the game and my heart almost stopped. <laughs> my dad called it. He, so he got home from work and uh, well, he called it He called it before game seven. He got home from work and he was like, oh, I saw my butt. So this going to go double overtime. And I was like, son of a bitch, you're somehow right. I guess when you watch hockey from – 1967 on you fucking <laughs> I guess you just are able to predict weird stupid shit right <laughs> fucking crazy oh so game seven the magical seven let's the, point out yeah May, May 7th, 7th at 7, 7 p.m. It's game seven Pat Maroon number seven rally towel Pat Maroon <sighs> I this is why I love this fucking game. Yep. It's like a WrestleMania moment for us in mm-hmm. hockey. It really was. And just the Blues, man. That place was rocking. That place was going. The Blues fucking outplayed Dallas from start to finish. And I'm going to take away the double overtime because I thought Dallas looks better in the second overtime. But, I mean, the Blues, I think, were just gassed at that point. 
Yeah, they probably – I'd say Dallas probably had like – between the two overtimes, maybe like a five-minute span of like where it was like, oh, shit, they're kind of starting to turn around. Where mm-hmm. like It was like they were dangerous for about five minutes in those two overtimes, and that's like dangerous and of like – I was like, oh, boy, this is not good. But like you said, we – I think we we were just gassed because we literally just played balls to the wall for fucking a whole game. Yep. And uh, so we get the first goal. Uh, who scored the first goal? I think they gave it to Vince Dunn. That's right. Yeah, but it looked like Maroon tapped it. It looked like it and it sounded like it, but I think it was the sound of Dallas's guys hitting his stick. Gotcha. But also like the way Maroon celebrated, but also like – I mean, that's just a big goal, so everybody was celebrating. But they gave it to Vince Dunn, who, I'll just say this real quick, played a phenomenal Game 7 from start to finish. Like, after playing two shitty games, Mm -hmm. he was stepping up at the right time, poking the puck, not getting too ahead of himself, making the right play. I was like, okay, that's the Vince Dunn we need. I I honestly thought everybody on the Blues played a fucking great game. And you know me. You know what I'm going to say. There was one person, though, that was driving me fucking up the wall. For how good the Blues played, there was one guy that was driving me fucking bonkers. And even he was driving me crazy in the fucking second and third period when we played so well because it was like we would lose the puck out of our zone because he couldn't keep it in the zone. And then, yeah. like, or, like, there was a play, like, in overtime. that Dude, this was fucking pissing me off. We would get the puck and say we're on the power play. And the puck comes up to, like, the blue line, and it kind of squeaks out of the blue line. So instead of just containing the puck and, like, circling around, you know, like, fucking just con- just contain the puck. You're on the, you're on the power play. Just relax. Right. We would just dump the puck back in when our players are still, like, in the, bl- like, in the offensive zone. Right. So Dallas will now immediately have possession of the puck, and the Blues got to tag up. It's just like... It's such a to me. It's just such a waste of possession. Like, yeah. And that person I'm talking about is Alex Petrangelo. I thought Petrangelo looked like dog shit in Game Seven. Yeah, but, he was probably the worst player. He just looked like a pucks were just bouncing everywhere on him, he, and he was kind of like he making looks kind of panicked. Like, yeah. Like I didn't think he was calm with the puck. I thought he was like there was a play. You know, I think there was another power play that we had. Petrangelo goes to pass the puck to uh, Schwartz, and all he has – I mean, Schwartz is, like, wide open at this point. And it, we would have oh, gotten fires a shot it on goal. Skates? What? Where he fires it into his skates? Yes! Yes! Yeah. It's like all you have to do is put it on the tape. How are you going to pass the puck like that? We were entering the zone. I was like, okay, here we go. Schwartz is coming down, passing the puck, and just throws it right to skate, and it goes out. I was like, what the fuck were you doing there, bud? Yeah, it's, it's such an it, – like, it didn't need to be fired. Like, that's a David Backus pass, number one. <laughs> Backus would just shoot it at you. He wouldn't even pass it. And it, just put it to the tape. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we can uh, – I, I mean, Dallas's first goal, I mean, comes down to Petrangelo's getting, like, outworked behind the net. Like, he just, like, was weak on his stick. He could. He had a chance to move the puck up. He was behind the behind our net, and he got outworked. And then, you know, eventually we get control of the puck. And then, you know, Perron unfortunately he makes the right play to reverse it, but goes right off the fucking the ref skate. And but that play broke down because of Petrangelo not moving the puck up when he had the chance. He just got like out out muscled by some fucking small guy. Yeah. But yeah, that that first goal Dallas got, I was like, of course they got they get the bounce. 
So that's what, I wouldn't bring that up. So Perron plays that puck. I mean, like it goes off the referee, and then Dallas gets the puck and scores. And Biddington, like legit, he didn't know where the puck was because he was expecting it to go around the net. Right. Um. But that, like you said, that play starts from Petrangelo turning that puck over in our own zone. Like, right. and it's like, you, like it was like at first when that play happened, it was after that goal the Blues I think turned it on and they never looked back. Like yeah, I think that pissed like, them off. The pro- yeah, I think it did too. Well, because they just kept going. I think they they could have went one way there. They could have gone, of course, a bad bounce and put their heads down. Mm-hmm. Or said, you know what? For fucking, because that was about five minutes left in the third when they the first when they scored. I think they were like, we've played fifteen minutes of fucking good hockey. Fuck that. Let's get back out there. Mm-hmm. Keep keep what we're fucking doing because they just got a lucky bounce. We've had fucking seventy eight thousand chances this first period. Yep. Fuck that goal. It's a one. It's a. It's basically a nothing, nothing game now. Keep doing what we're doing, and then they did. Yep, I agree. And I wanted to. I wanted to ask you this question. So, okay. normally, if a puck bounces in off of a referee, it's a no goal. We've seen that happen twice this year now. Right. Like puck going off a referee. Uh, if puck hits the net, it's a plays blown dead. If puck hits any of the players sitting on the bench, plays blown dead. Yep. Do you think? That there should be a rule in place that if the puck goes off the referee like that with, like, the complete other team just, like, like especially the goalie, like, not knowing where the puck is in Dallas. I mean, you get the puck right there to shoot it. Like, do you think that should count? Yeah, because I think it just it – might, it might seem like it happens a lot because when it happens, it's such a huge fucking thing. But it's I, – I think it's just part of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's it's just bad luck. It's yeah. I I do I get what you're saying because it's like okay, like should that be a goal or not? But then you could also be like, well, how come nobody's covering that guy in the slot? How come nobody's this? It's true. I think there's too many things too. But I do get what you're saying because it's almost like unfair. But also, I guess the referee was. It's like he was in a position where he's supposed to be, and then like it's also like he's just it. I don't even know how to explain it because it's just such an unfortunate situation. Like, can you imagine if we would have lost that game and we go back and look at that goal? You're just gonna be like, huh, "Fuck you." Like, well, I mean, it's a one nothing win for us if that doesn't happen. Yep, yeah. as second game in a row, I thought Bennington should have had a shutout. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and, he fucking played incredible. Yeah, um, but now that happens, and the Blues here we go again, back checking, back checking, back checking, oh. not letting Dallas have any room. We're smothering them and getting shot after shot after shot, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And I forgot to say this about game uh, six. Colton Pareko, Jay Bolmeister were fucking phenomenal on defense in game yep. six, and they were phenomenal again in game seven. And Jay Bolmeister. Dude, give this guy all the credit in the world, even into the overtime, uh, double overtime. Bo Meester, you could tell how gassed he was, but he never gave up on any play. That was some of them. That was fucking heart at its finest. Like, Yep, you got to have heart. Been saying yep. it all playoffs. Yeah, uh, you said it to me yesterday when we were just bullshitting that you, you were like, that guy gave every last drop of his effort into that game. He did not take a shift off. Mm-hmm. And same with same with Pareko. And like I said earlier with Pareko, any chance he had the puck, he just kept shooting. And in my head, I'm going, 
just have that mentality the rest of the playoffs and all next season and the rest of your career. And I think I think he I think he's learned I think he finally learned that in this playoffs. Like I just need to shoot the puck. No matter if I'm at the blue line and it's a quick one timer snapshot, I just need to shoot the puck. Yeah. There was a little stretch there during the regular season where Pareko was just shooting the puck and then he kinda stopped. Like it's yeah. like, dude, they, no, keep they, shooting the puck. I guess he just needed to hurt a goalie before he like got the confidence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, that's that's what happens when I shoot that hard. Like, he, he's probably hurt so many kids and like players growing up with how hard a shot is that he's like it's afraid of him it. Out. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, like he, he's just like afraid of hurting people. He's injured three players in this playoffs just from his slap shot. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's insane. Fun. His body count's going up, man. You're 100 percent right. That deep, those two on that pairing was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, I just can't say enough about Bo Meester, man. Like Bo Meester turned has, he looks like he got in a fucking DeLorean and went back, and we got the Calgary Bo Meester back again, the Iron Man Bo Meester. Like, <laughs> yeah, he really did. And like, I don't, I just love it. I love seeing it, but at the same time, the man of the game, man of the game, fucking Ben Bishop. Can't He's, like you could say all you want about the blues and winning this game, but Ben Bishop should be the number should have been the number one star of that game. Yep, easily. Hands down. I mean, just just incredible. He's the only reason why it wasn't a fucking five five one game. Yeah, and uh I just want to say I know some people were like if you were watching Bishop play, if guys were getting in the crease, he was kind of trying. He was taking little hacks at guys and stuff like that. But you know what? It's the Dude, fucking playoffs. That and he he saw that his team was not able to do anything. So you know what he's going to do? He's got to try to take our our team out of the game, no matter how he can, whether it's a couple hacks or something like that. I, I mean, he he realized like we Dallas had no pressure, and he was going to be the reason. And he had to do some what looked like cheap things that weren't really cheap. It was like said it was the playoffs and he's like I, I, my team's not doing anything i gotta i gotta i gotta try to get in st louis's head yeah so you tried yeah but uh we go into i mean there was saves 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 i mean fucking bishop faced four, 54 shots that game made 52 saves uh we go to overtime and he made some unfucking real saves. Like Blues, honestly, if they're facing an, any other goaltender in that game, well, to be fair, if they're facing any other goaltender, the Blues win that game five to one. Like I, I mean, Bishop was just on his fucking head. And then you go into overtime. I think the Blues win it right away if it's any other goaltender. And then you go to the double overtime, and then the Blues just are just gassed. They're fucking gassed. Uh, there was those two wraparounds. There was two wraparounds within, what, like 10 minutes of each other? Yeah. Like, or maybe the first one happened in the first overtime, then they did it again in the second overtime. The second one was closer than the first one, because that second one almost crossed the fucking goal line. Jamie Benz, yeah, that was. Yeah, and fucking Bennington with that unreal save, just able to stretch out, get that puck out, and then... He had that one we shot on Bishop that squeaked through his fucking like shoulder, squeaked right under his like uh, glove side, right in between his arm, and it almost trickles in. You're just like, God damn it! Like we are so fucking close to winning this game. Yeah, that was one where I was like, if it just would have bounced the other way, right? 
and then it, it bounced out. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> and then thank God Robert Thomas is so fucking young and he can play seven games in a row if he really had to. Blues win that fucking faceoff. Bozak wins that faceoff. Goes right to Thomas. Thomas makes fucking just like three moves like right in a row. Just evades the Dallas players. And I was like, holy shit. He's, he's fucking moving still. And mm-hmm. shot that puck. Bounces off the post. I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking Kimmy. And there he is. There he is. The fucking big rig. Patty Cakes. Patty Maroon. Fucking just tapping it in. Blues go to the Western Conference final. Holy shit, what a celebration. That place was so fucking loud. I couldn't hear the fucking speakers when they were playing Gloria when we scored. That's how loud that fucking place was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and just I'm just going to say it. Robert Thomas is going to be a fucking stud in this league. Yeah. Um, and that play, and uh, I even thought about it. They said on the network, Chicklet said it. The normal play would have been for him to like take it down to the corner and to have the confidence and the skill to cut back on that defenseman and make that play in and toe drag it in and get that shot off. That's just like that's incredible confidence for a nineteen year old to have in a game seven double overtime playoff. You know what that is? That's fucking world junior confidence. That's like a world junior play right there. You see that that's, you don't see that in the NHL a lot. You see that in the world juniors. That's uh that's not having Ken Hitchcock holding you back and you yep. just being a player. Yep. Exactly. That's Baruby yeah. just being like, just fucking go and win the goddamn game. <laughs> yep. But, um, hell, man, like, just the, I mean, Blues play with urgency. They play with heart. They're just, they were all over them. And, like, they never gave up. That's the one thing about the Blues. Like, in previous years, you just look at the Blues teams, and it's like, it looks like they're giving up. It looks like they're not trying. It doesn't look like they want it. This yeah, or they go or, or they go into a defensive shell. Yeah, this Blues team looks like they want it, and they put the fucking foot to the floor. They put the put put the fucking pedal to the floor, and they just fucking they took off. And they're not slowing down either. You know how much momentum nope. we have going into this next round? Like it's crazy. It is. It's fucking like if I'm San Jose or Colorado, and I see that like if I'm San Jose or Colorado, I would wanted Dallas to win that game. Because oh, definitely. Dallas, I don't think, has, like, I mean, granted, they would win the game in doubles, uh, double overtime game seven, but the Blues amplified their momentum just by being at home, having fucking Maroon score that goal. I mean, we're the talk of the hockey world right now. Like, like we have so much fucking momentum. Like, if I'm San Jose or if I'm San Jose, I would be a little scared to be playing the Blues. Like, I, and let's play off hockey. Like, you got to be to be the best. You got to beat the best. But it's like, at the same time, you can't cannot not have that in the back of your mind of like, fuck. Like, they're the fucking hot team right now, and they were that close to getting eliminated. And now we got to play them. Like, it's uh, they said on the new Chicklets episode I was listening to before we started the pod, and. Uh, they brought Scotty Upshaw in, another man rocket. Yeah, I was, was going to listen to it after we got down here. He said it best about this Blues team. He goes, they're America's team. They're blue collar. <laughs> they're hardworking. I'm like, he's 100% right. I mean, it's like fucking uh, a little wrestling reference. It's like stone cold. It's like everybody can relate to this team because it's like 
you know, they go from fucking hard times, you know, hard times and hard and, times, baby, hard times, <laughs> baby, little Dusty Rhodes action, baby, dusty and uh, hard times, you know, baby. They're they're last place in the league, January third, and they fucking just stuck with it and put their note. They fucking grabbed their tools and went to fucking work and haven't taken a day off. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the perfect way to describe it. Like, they're America's team. They're just blue collar fucking tough. There's nothing too flashy about them. It's just they're gonna fucking come at you. Yeah, we took a couple nights off, but if we're coming at you, you better fucking be ready to fucking play us because that was probably one of the best hockey games I've seen the Blues play mm-hmm. in a long time from start to finish. It was like that's that that's the Blues. Like that was like when we were playing our best hockey, that was that this game was that times like 5. Yeah, the Blues I think proved in the last two games of this series and I think the Blues proved it in game 6 of the first series. Mm-hmm. That when the Blues play their best hockey, no one can keep up. No, they really can't. And the Blues proved it against Tampa Bay in the regular season. They proved yep. it on that 11-game winning streak. Yep. Like, when the Blues play their best hockey, good luck. Like, I don't think it, teams can keep up. And then if we go into, like, have a couple bad games here and there, guess what? We got depth. We can pull somebody off the bench and be like, you're going in. And, All right, here we go. Like, this kind of goes to what you just said like earlier about how like in the past where it's like we kind of like give up or whatever but this like and and we saw it in the second half of the season where it's like even after our streak i think we had like a bad loss or something like that but we bounced back like our ability to bounce back this year the second half and in this playoffs after a couple bad games has been incredible not only that the ability to bounce back after we get scored on yep exactly i mean like seen that from a blues team before like we get scored on we're like god damn it we get scored on now. It's like let's fucking get it back. Let's go. Like, especially in the third period, like yeah. you said uh, last last week, it was like we're probably one of the best the best third period teams in the in the playoffs. Like we don't we don't give up. Like we're still going to come at you. I want to see that stat. I want to see the stat of third period goals like for a playoff team in this year. I want to see that stat because I think the Blues for the first time ever the Blues are finally a fucking like fucking third period team there's so how many mm-hmm. countless times in years previous did the blues just fall apart in the third yeah so either they fell apart or they just like they just they just gave up and didn't like they just there wasn't that there wasn't that let's go out there and play for each other and work for each other mentality mm-hmm. it, that was like our story in the playoffs it was like this team just like gave up yep and we didn't see that they come out in a huge game six and fucking uh, like you said, from the second period on until the end of this game seven, it, it was it, it was like the fucking uh, everything just clicked and the fucking hearts were pumping and and they went out there and fucking played for each other and played for the city and just they they didn't they didn't leave anything on the fucking ice. Nope. They left everything on the ice. What am I trying to say there? Yeah, <laughs> the second one, the second one. <laughs> but uh. Fucking Patty Maroon, uh, the David Freeze of hockey, basically. Um, I know it's not the Stanley Cup final or anything, but I mean, people, it, it, yeah. I don't know if people forgot, but David Freeze had some fucking clutch plays in that entire playoffs that year. Oh, well, he was like, the MVP. Yeah. Like, he set, a, he set records for like RBIs and shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Patty Maroon's coming through clutch right now and oh yeah i think if we you get him- to pick a blues mvp i think it's honestly i think it's between bennington or schwartz but um fuck i'd give it to that whole third line man no doubt if you could yeah if you give it to a fucking to, uh, line i'd give it to that third line they've been the heartbeat of our team this playoffs easily mm-hmm. but uh 
Fucking what's a, another weird thing when the Cardinals beat uh, the Texas Rangers in the 2011 World Series. All the games match up. Uh, man, they match up to the Blues. They match yep. up against Dallas, and now like we won. At, like it's crazy. It's fucking it's, weird, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and I was gonna say, I know people are like, it's not fucking David Freeze at the World Series. Like, I I can I completely get that, but like for hockey, like and for the Blues, like that was a, and being the hometown kid, it's like that's a David Freeze moment. Is it's it a- is it the David Freeze moment? No, obviously, and I will say like that. That one is fucking. It's obviously a little higher up on the, on uh, on the scale. But it it it's a moment like that. Like that's huge. Like double right. overtime, game seven, hometown kid at home. I mean, yeah, that that that's up there. So and like you just said, like maybe we see it again from Patty. Maybe we keep seeing it. I think he's fucking fired up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, fuck, man. Just it's just fucking fun, and that's gonna be one of those goals. That's gonna be one of those moments that, like, for especially for us, St. Louis Blues fans, like, that's gonna be a moment that we're never gonna forget. Like, never. That's gonna go down never. in history as one of the best Blues goals ever scored, win or lose this playoff. You're gonna like, you're gonna see that on the highlight reels for the rest of the, the Blues yep. hockey till the yep. end of time, because that was just everything about it was awesome from the hometown kid moment and the uh, the fucking the goddamn waterfall moment is fucking with his son anthony and the crowd crying he's with them after the game and that's just the whole story maroon taking a pay cut to play for this city when he could have gotten probably a little more money in the off in the uh, free agency he got a little fucked on that but to take a pay cut i want to play here give me a year bets on himself doesn't have the best season we kind of ragged on a bit a lot of people did it wasn't the pat maroon who played with Connor mcdavid but nobody's going to be the kind of player they are when they <laughs> when they don't play with Connor mcdavid right but uh, and then people we got forget him for he went and played with Taylor Hall too, so it's like he's right. He, and yeah, we got him for this moment. We got him for the playoffs. I I really do believe, like, because he's he's <laughs> speaks for itself the what he's been doing. I mean, he's it's he's putting his heart and soul into this fucking playoffs for this team. Yeah, and definitely. it's like phew, I'll take it if he wants to. If he can only put up fucking twenty points this season, whatever what he's doing now in the playoffs, I'll fucking take. Same with Schwartz. <laughs> No shit, dude. Yeah. I'll take it any day of the week, and I I think Maroon's earned his contract here next year. I don't. I think so too. I think so too. Um, with all of that being said, I had something else I wanted to bring up about the Blues, but I lost it. Mm, Accepting apologies now. Um, but anyway, <laughs> was it about a player? Yeah, I forget. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! If anybody, if anybody was expecting to hear our rant on those uh, those douchebags from the other show that I'm not going to give any more credit to, uh, that's on our offended episode that came out yesterday. Go ahead and listen to that. Yeah, we going pretty good on them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, I'll just sum up my blues with. I mean, this. Uh, I think everybody's clicking right now. I think everybody's doing good. I know some people are rag and you want to rag on Terry Sanko because he's only got five goals. Fine. Whatever. The guy has 47 shots in the playoffs right now. He's firing the puck. He played a good game seven. He came out flying. He'll be fine. We got, two, we got another round of hockey. He's a big moment guy. He, he's feeling it. Uh, we, we, like you said though, we got depth. So if a guy like him's not putting up all the points, got guys like fucking Robert Thomas. You got that whole line. You got fucking, Jane Schwartz going. 
hopefully our defense gets going a little bit. Brain Shen's looking better. It's, you know, Sammy Blay goes out there and plays a fucking big game. I didn't realize how much that guy throws the body around. Yeah, dude, he hits a lot. Yeah, uh, even, you know, Robbie Fabry, if we need him to fill in for a game, we've seen what he can do on a, on a last call moment. He comes out and he fucking busts his balls and uh, he can make things happen. So, yeah, Please, it's, for the love of God, if we have to go back to, like, our bench, keep fucking Sanford out. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to see the ice at all. I hope not. I really hope not. Like, I really hope like it's not like we we're going in those, like a circle with those three players. Like, we have <laughs> no. to. I really hope not. But it's Sammy Blake, Blake. But Blake going back onto that second line though was I fucking love it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Just a genius call by Craig Brube. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um. I'm fired up. Yep. So last thing here before we get out of here, uh, Blues. Sharks, Western Conference Finals, who do you got and how many games? Blues and six. I got Blues and five. Okay. I like that because that's what we both said last round. So, yeah. I, I, I think uh, this isn't, I think it's going to be a different series. It's not going to be the 2016 one. What did we lose? Like, was the series four to two? It was forty-two. Yes, uh, we were yes. also banged up. I think Bacchus and Tarasenko were injured, playing injured, yeah. and I think it was a head injury too. So, because if you remember, yeah. Bacchus was just sitting on the bench, like he wasn't doing anything. Like, it's right. like, why is he just on the bench? Like, he's not getting any minutes. Like, what's going on? Yes. And I think that says a lot about him being a leader. I wonder if the players are like, we want him like there, like you know, right? Yeah. But, oh yeah, definitely. Where is this at? Somebody posted. Fuck, who posted this? Somebody posted a side by side, like, give me these players over these, like, any day of the week. Oh, man. Hold on. Let me look, let me look for this real quick. Stall. <laughs> Jordan Stall, Mark Stall. Got it. Skip. All right. And um, the 2016. Um, playoffs in the Western Conference Finals against the Sharks uh, somebody made a list of players that we had on the team then and they put the name next to that player for who we have now in their spot uh, Brian Elliott, Jordan Bennington uh, Yuri Laterra, Braden Shen yep. Paul Stasny, Ryan O'Reilly Troy Brower, Pat Maroon David Backus, uh, Tyler Bozak um uh, Bronziak, Barbashev, Upshaw, Sunquist, Shattenkirk, Dunn, Fabry, Perron, Berglund, Thomas, and the fourth line, Reeves, Ott, Yashkin, they just put Blay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, give I- me the guys, give me the, the new guys any day of the week over our 2016 team. I'd take Troy Brower still. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. It's like one I would take. Uh, that guy's got fucking playoff grit. I, I'd, I'd still take him. But who they who'd they switch him for? Oh, Maroon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it goes either way. Yeah, those are huge. Uh, the big one, uh, Bennington. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Give me give me that every day of the week. I mean, fucking, but Thomas just in the lineup too, man. Yeah, no shit. Was Perron no with us shit. in 2016? No. Perron was in Anaheim? With Corey Perry, I believe. And then we got him back the next year, and then we didn't protect him, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
one of those things. Yeah, one of those things. So, yeah, I said uh, it's a better team. It's a different team. The mentality's different. Uh, you can just you can just feel it. It's just a different mentality, a different energy. Yep. So, and we got Glory on her side. So, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, let's hit him with the hat trick and let's get on out right here. Um. All right, my hat trick. Uh, number one. Uh, shout out to the Carolina Hurricanes. What they're doing is just impressive. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fucking rooting for them. It's gonna be a fucking battle if they move on to the cup, but uh, just a fucking awesome season for those guys. Bunch of jerks, love it. Uh, my number two, uh, we didn't really talk about him much. My number two is gonna be Craig Berube. Uh, uh, this guy is he's he's got this team fucking wrapped around his finger in yep. like a good way of like this is the guy they want to play for he's a fucking leader you, you see how much the guys love playing for him after the, the the post-game interviews that he does or the little segments in the locker room and his ability to make those small changes with lines nothing huge like hitchcock did the small ones like bringing in a fabry bringing in blay throwing in a bortuzzo maybe mm-hmm. maybe bringing back eddie at the right time he knows how to talk to his players and how to get them back on track so I, I don't think he's getting enough credit for what he's doing with this team because he's a, the fucking chief man. He's that guy fires me up. He's a fucking he's a competitor, and that's why the boys are playing. So that's uh, that's my number two and my number three. I'm gonna call my number three my number seven. Uh, Pat Maroon, game seven. I mean, just uh, he's a lifesaver. I think he saved my life the other night because I was about to have a heart attack. And I think he still almost killed me with that goal because I got so excited. But Patty Maroon, fucking bringing it home from Saint for Saint Louis to fucking move us on to the next round. What a moment! Just incredible. What a moment! All right, my, my number one shout out. I just have to give a shout out to Ben Bishop, man. I mean, yeah, dude definitely. gave his heart, and yes. like he did everything he could, and his team just couldn't. They just couldn't. They weren't matching him. Um, yep. With that said, I also think Jamie Ben was hurt. He was not seeing minutes in that Mm-mm. in the last two games. He was not seeing a lot of minutes at all. He was taking really quick shifts too. So, um, wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he if they said that he was injured. Uh, yeah, can I say something about Jamie Ben real quick? I know he's a bit of a rat, kind of. Or he's not a rat, but he plays a tough game. Mm-hmm. I noticed in the handshake line, he took like at least ten seconds to talk to Robert Thomas, and I have a good feeling he was telling him like, "Hey." You're a fucking hell of a hockey player, kid. Mm-hmm. Like, keep doing what you're doing. So, I, there's a lot of respect I have for Jamie Ben off the ice. On the ice, I think he's a fucking, he's a fucking pest. Because I mean, and, like, that's the way he plays. Yeah, but uh, I just wanted to point that out. I know a lot of people like Blues fans, hockey fan, you know, Blues fans rip on him because of the way he plays. But I noticed that when he grabbed Thomas, he had like a 10 second talk with him, and I like nodding his head, like, "Hey, you're, you're a hell of a fucking hockey player, kid." Yeah. So it's it's just cool to see. So go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you're good because um, I'd take him on the heart I'd take him on our team in a yeah. heartbeat but it fucking ha- I hate playing against him but um yep um uh my number two shout out to uh, <laughs> I threw you off I broke up your pinfall <laughs> Earl Hebner um <laughs> Oh fuck! I had it in my head. Um, shit. 
Is it about another team? No. <laughs> about the Blues? <laughs> something, something about long. Shout out to fucking Bowmeister, man. Just yep. turning his fucking play around the way he has this year and just earning that one-year deal and giving it his fucking all in that fucking game seven. Never gave up. I mean, he wants it. He knows he doesn't have many years left in the NHL. And he wants his name on the cup. A lot of people yep. are talking about Joe Thornton never winning the Stanley Cup. Hey, well, guess what, motherfucker? Neither is Jay Bolmeister. So, yep. even ass. <laughs> um, and my number three, I mean, Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon is, I mean, I love it. Chubby but effective. Yep. He, he's proven it. He's backing up his words. Yep. Yep. Yep, just awesome, awesome moment, man. Couldn't be any. I, I had a tear in my eye for that for that fucking kid. Mm-hmm. God, just awesome. It is. It's fucking great. It's awesome to see a hometown hero just fucking just get one for the Blues. We're like on the good side of puck luck lately, and we've never ha- really have been. Nope. Yeah, you're exactly right. And YP, if you're listening to this, stop dancing like that. It's creeping me out. No, keep doing it, bud. Actually, keep yeah, doing, keep doing YP. it, YP. Keep doing that with that chinchilla. Let's go. Keep dan- and I and I pointed it out to my man YP. I said, you know, if there's one blues fan who knows how to wrangle sharks, it's YP. He's out there fucking wrestling them and fishing them all the time with uh, with barstool outdoors. So uh, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a good sign. Yep. But yeah. Maybe don't gyrate too much or keep doing it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's what they were talking about that on the stool scenes uh, yesterday. They're like, yeah, YP, they're like, uh, you know, you're getting a little sexual, man. Like, what are you going to do? He's like, he's like, I don't know. I get, I just have to keep taking it up a notch. He's like, I'm going to have to show my wiener if we win the Stanley Cup. I'm just gonna have to. <laughs> it's an outer body experience he's having. You can't control it. It's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Periscope at OffendedPod. Uh, make sure to go to our Facebook page and check out our St. Louis Blues video that I made uh, yesterday to the 1975's I Like America and America Likes Me. Uh, awesome. I like how I texted you. I was like, do you think this song would work in a video I made for the blues? Yeah, you go, hold on, give me five minutes, let me listen to it. And all I got back was just a yes, because I know it wasn't just like an annoying yes, it was just like a fuck yes to use that goddamn song. Yeah, because I go, I go, give me five minutes, I got to listen to it and envision blue hi- blues highlights. Because I do that with like songs so much, where I'm like, same. man, this would be cool with the song. And you're just like, I love that response. Because <laughs> I had the same thing. I was like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to it too. And I just played... I turned down the volume on the video I was watching. I played that over it, and I was like, oh, fuck, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so go and watch that video. Share it, please. Let's get it up. Let's get those views up, baby. The last video, I think, is over 10,000, maybe? maybe? I believe so. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, have, I know it's reached like about like 20,000 people, so yep. that's just on Facebook. Oh. Yeah, so keep that up. Uh, make sure to uh, check out Offended on fucking uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, just by searching Offended. Follow, subscribe, give that five-star rating. And also, for you wrestling fans out there, the Weekly Wrestling wrap will return next week, and our Game of Thrones recap episode will return next week as well. So... Stay tuned for that. You can find it all in that same area where Fenda gets put out. 
Go buy our t-shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com and search Offended. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, Trek1042. You can follow Stoutsy at... JimmyJames9417 on... Uh, <laughs> shut up, dog. On JimmyJames9417 uh, <laughs> on, uh, Jimmy on uh, Snapchat and Twitter. And, uh... No, not Snapchat and Twitter. My dog just threw me off so bad. Sounds like he's getting ready to bark. Jimmy James nine four one seven on Instagram and Twitter. James V Stout on Snapchat. There we go. Got it out. Sorry. There you go. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> this has been your blues talk with and also the ending of hockey talks by offended presented by PWP Nation. For Stoutsy, I'm Tricky. We will see you next week. But until then, we're gonna leave you with the full song. Play Gloria, baby. Let's Play go, Gloria, blues. Baby. We'll Let's see go. you next week. Bye. Bye.